Is there room for growth? Absolutely. I just don't know how to start it or where to go from there. Hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. My name is Phil. And I'm Lauren. And we are here hanging out before another conversation with someone very interesting. That's the joy of this podcast is that we have conversations with people in all different industries, but sometimes the challenges are not necessarily unique. They're relatable. And this conversation today is one of them. Yeah, definitely. And I love when we speak with someone who's not from like a booming metropolis. You know, it's cool because this guest, Carrie, she lives in a small town and she's trying to figure out how to market within a small town for a very specific purpose. And I was just, it was just like a delightful conversation. And an exciting one because there's a lot of fear and uncertainty around this idea of doing our day jobs, but then having marketing responsibilities tacked onto that. So not only do you have to be a comedian, a teacher, you know, insurance, but you also have to have some understanding of what is that message you're putting out into the world. And so we get into some of those strategies and create creative ideas that Carrie can take and execute to promote a certain program at a school. Yeah, like it doesn't matter how small your ideal audience is, you can still tailor a message to appeal to them. Well, let's, I think, get right to the conversation, shall we? Let's go. Here's our conversation with Carrie. My name is Carrie, and I work at a private school in uh, Ontario. And my role there is an educational assistant, which would obviously help uh, one-to-one students, students one-to-one or small groups of students. With struggling in school, primarily for me, it will be working with EL, uh, ESL learners, which are English second language learners. Our, I would say one of my biggest challenges in the international program right now is homestays and how to find good homestays that want to take in a teenager, for one, but also then somebody who's also of a different culture. So there are challenges in that as well. But just maybe more in the sense of how do you advertise for something like that, that is going to attract a, I want to say, a reasonable family. Like there's lots of times people sign up. I don't want it for just a money grabber. I would like it that they want to invest in the students' well-being while they're here in for schooling. Fantastic. Well, I can honestly say we've never branded a school or talked about a school, have we, Lauren? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) But this is exciting. This is cool. So Carrie, I like vaguely remember homestays and international students being, I like my parents never did it, but so I wasn't ever, I didn't have the privilege of like being in a home um, that had homestays and international students. But I remember some friends of mine did back in high school and they all had really positive experiences. And so maybe could you talk about the people who have hosted and and what they've loved about the experience aside from, again, the, the money? I would say some of the great privileges that I've had from uh, some of our homestays will say that uh, they, they really enjoy having another one. Sometimes they're empty nesters, so having another person around has been um, great that way for them. I have one family who just loves investing in them and just some of them are young. So you're also kind of growing them up a bit. Like one family has some boys and she's like, it's like growing them up to be men and just investing in them and learning about them. They love learning about the culture. I think that also is a big 
uh, factor for fit many families. If you can't travel for some, they look at it as, oh, here's somebody coming to me that I can learn about their culture. So that also draws things in. You have people that just enjoy people, like your extrovert people who love to just be around people. And so that, again, is very easy sometimes for someone to open a home. Doing Just doing fun things with them. Um, some of the families enjoy doing games with them. They'll bring other home, um, some of the other international students will gather in a home. And then they'll um, play some games. But just going on trips sometimes with them. It might just be even to the movies. Some of the homestays thought, oh, you know, I'm not really into this, but have we have grown to really enjoy this student and um, have they, they could go to the movies or they'll go to a ball game or something like that. So that's kind of some great things about the program. Um, being able to just invest in someone else's life and to allow them to be a part of our culture as well, because they're also here to learn about our culture. So just being able to do life, it's really just doing life or relationship with a person, which is kind of a cool part of it. That's awesome. So I think, um, We've usually found that with any type of marketing or whenever you need to get people to do something, like in your case, you want people to volunteer for international students. We find that it's by identifying like audience types, it's really helpful because then we can get ultra specific with our messaging. And you gave just the the most like wonderful examples just now. And I kind of like distilled down what you said into four distinct groups. So of course, we've got First, the empty nesters. So those are people whose kids have moved out and their homes feel empty. And then the second group of people would be like more of a a cultural experience. So it's good for people who don't travel, as you mentioned, and they want to learn more about the world outside of Ontario. And then another group would be like connection. So these are people who like to connect and meet new people, the extroverts, as you mentioned. And then adventure, you would be able to go through familiar experiences through a new perspective, like going to the movies, for example. So I think it would be helpful for us to know what kind of promotions you're doing right now when like trying to encourage people to be homestays. Oh, that would be really good. eh? (laughs) That's probably where I probably struggle the most because I don't always know how to promote it. When I was given this role in, well, I think it started in the midsummer, but homestays kind of were already set up from the other lady who had had it. But when I came into some conflict this fall with some situations, it's like I was like in desperate need, right? Like, because I don't have some letter that's kind of like on call or relief or backup. So the first thing I realized is like, I need like a relief li- or an emergency list. Like if something happens, I need to have a spot for some of these kids to go because sometimes situations don't work out. Just because that sometimes is also, well, that's just a disadvantage that sometimes you have just personality conflict and that can happen in any kind of relationship with people, but it also can happen in a homestay. But for promo wise, I've just like, I have used my Facebook a lot just to get out there. We also have, because it's a Christian school, we have a church bulletin that they go out to different churches, the feeder schools that would feed into our um, school as well also have that. And it's also used, we have like what's called a telegram that we put out every day or every week for our school. So it's also advertised there. So those are my main promo spots right now. Is there room for growth? Absolutely. I just don't know how to start it or where to go from there. I think, I mean, I think there's a real branding opportunity here where we're starting to explore communicating very concisely what the exciting benefits are of doing a home swap. I think you can't, what do you call it? Home swap? Yeah. Homestay, rather. Yeah, homestay. Homestay. Yeah. A homestay. 
Like, I wouldn't even know right off the bat what some of those perks would be. But having heard those from you out of that conversation, even I'm going, well, yeah, what a cool thing. What if you can't travel? Have someone travel to you and learn about a new culture. Build a relationship that, who knows, might be one that lasts, you know, uh, an entire life. Like, I think that if we were able to paint the picture and really explore the benefits so that people see this right away, I think you'd have higher conversion. That's kind of my goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I really like that. So maybe it's a matter of like catering the message to those different groups and really like getting those people in the environment where they're most comfortable. So I kind of jotted down some notes while Phil was talking. And I think like those empty nesters, if they don't have kids, in the home anymore, they probably have a lot more money to spend than usual because they're not, you know, buying like three times as many groceries. So maybe like, like if there are any like country clubs or nice lounges that you could partner with, or at least like visit and tell people about it, like they'd probably be there for people who want the cultural experience, then maybe there's like international food restaurants, like sushi restaurants, Indian restaurants, Chinese restaurants, where those are people who like to go out of their comfort zone, who like international flavors, and they'd be probably intrigued by a greater cultural experience. Even like travel agents, I mean, they have really, really loyal customers for especially like among an older crowd. So they might be good partners for you. And then some other areas I've written down are like local bars, gyms, and and churches for people who like to connect with others. And then any local kind of museums or community centers, even a movie theater. Those are the people who like experiences so and learning too. So they would probably, I think, I think it's a matter of, like the program, you've so clearly laid out the benefits. And I think now it's a matter of like finding people in their environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's being, being a PR person as well. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely part of yeah. it. Because you're definitely, if you're going to, if you have to go this route, you're dealing with your public, right? So it's public relations now that you're doing as well. Yeah. So how does it work where where you live? Like, are, do you think that establishments would be open to you putting up signs or do they have email newsletters that they send out sometimes? Like, how does that work? Well, that's, that, this is all new territory. So I'm not sure I haven't approached um, organizations except like obviously our churches because we have that and I can just give it to our secretary and say, here's my blurb, send it out kind of thing. So besides that kind of thing, or just a lot of word of mouth and felt so helped with the current homestays, we've used them as well to say, hey, you know, let other people know, like you're with families and stuff. And there are some, it's always funny because you always find that there's people that you're like, yeah, this is, these people would be great, but yet they are very reluctant to, to um, hosting. But you know, you just kind of keep working on them and hoping that maybe they will help. But um, working, like moving forward into something that is like more organizations in your community, I have not done that yet. So um, it's something I can look at. (laughs) Perfect. And have you gotten testimonials from the people who have hosted international students? Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to um, promotional stuff for testimonies, I have I've got a few of them just on my brochure that I made up of, so you want to be a homestay. And it just kind of clarifies like what's their responsibility and what they need to have available for the student. But then I also on the side have a couple of homestay family testimonies of like, 
um, their experiences with it. So I don't have something on our website yet. So I'm hoping moving forward, like this conversation is also sparking lots of ideas in my sense of, okay, I could talk to my tech person and have them get that up on our website or on our, our different pages to just have something about home phase. And then adding a testimony there would be very helpful. I would take it even a step further than a testimonial and start to really document the stories, mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end of what someone might experience if they do a homestay. You know, like, what is that experience like? Like, I would even look back, Carrie, at what you would define as a really successful homestay in terms of the relationship, in terms of however you would define that. And I would start to actually tell those stories in more more detail. I'd hire a photographer, if you could, and photograph them together. And maybe there's some photos from the past of, of, you know, them doing things together. Those, I I think it's kind of like, almost like a detailed testimonial, a, a bit of an opportunity to tell the story of what someone might experience would be useful and exciting. Yeah, and then you could use, Use a video like that and plop it on your website, right? Well, exactly. This is like the kind of thing like that would school, be... Like I'm thinking a school website, like we have it. It's just like it needs to be... I don't know, it needs to be managed better. But in my opinion, that's something, you know, that you could put up there. We've got different other testimonials on there from what it is to be a student at that, our school. So we could put it as what does it mean to be a homestay for an international student? Yeah. And it's those opportunities for storytelling. That's when people remember it. It's one thing to hear the benefits of a homestay. It's another thing to remember someone's experience, reading about it either on the web or in a brochure or in print, you know, like like uh, even, even this even extends, I say in print because I'm thinking actually about newspaper and media. This might even extend to opportunities to get media placements, which would be even even better, especially if you don't have to pay for them. But these kinds of stories that couldn't be told um, really make this whole thing more memorable. So that's kind of an interesting thing to explore. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard it before, but you're going to hear about it again. This is the time where I tell you what we do for a living. We do this just a much more detailed, longer, private version, and it's called a brand audit. If you like what you hear, you should consider hiring us to help you. We're like that mirror that tells the truth about what's working and what's not in your business. If you're interested in more information and a special offer that we have for our podcast listeners only, visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for all the details. What are you waiting for? Go and do it. Now we'll get back to the show. But these kinds of stories that couldn't be told um, really make this whole thing more memorable. So that's kind of an interesting thing to explore. Okay. Yeah. All righty. A lot of ideas in a very short period of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is true. But I think that that's probably my biggest. Those are my biggest concerns is just like, or like, I guess they were not even concerns. They're just challenges of like how to, like, how do you move forward in different, different sections, right? Yeah. But I, I like how, oh no, sorry. I like learn how you kind of, categ- how you categorize that. Cause I can look at that now because I wrote them down on my computer. I'm like, yeah, that's, 
like looking at that, you can like market towards those people too. So that's kind of, um, it's nice to be able to talk about it and get different, different views on this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And and I think Phil's like spot on with the storytelling angle too. So maybe like look look back and, and start talking to some of the people, like don't even think about next year, just objectively look at past homestays, find out which ones have the most interesting stories and then communicate those stories to like those different groups of people. I think that that makes a, a lot of sense. And also because it like, further it like humanizes the effort like it, it it's it, it reminds you that like there is like a teenage like it's a it's a someone's life could be coming into yours and that's like a really like special and beautiful thing yeah I think that's good no that's good idea wonderful <laughs> how are you feeling about all of this what are you gonna do next <laughs> what are we gonna do next uh I'm gonna look at some of these ideas we'll probably do it like kind of I think like the, the I, for for me a lot of it's time. I don't have a lot of time to do what I need to do because this is just one more thing on top of my job. But I'm thinking, you know what? I can find probably a couple of homestays that would right right off the bat say, oh yeah, I'll do a little video clip for you. And if I can partner with our tech people at school, then we could create something like that. And maybe that'd be something that I can have up like within. I don't know. Maybe my goal is to have it up by the fall. But yeah, that's something that I think could be attainable right now. And then moving forward too, because some of these things I have to discuss with our principal too, to say, yeah, how does it look like marketing in other places besides just our our school community and church community, like looking outwards, how does that look? I think right now it's just in order for our program to grow, it's vision casting right now. So seeing some vision in it and kind of knowing some angles of how to go about it, it's been helpful. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing some of these challenges and letting us brainstorm with you. And we're pretty excited about you taking the next step to actually go and do some of this. So that's awesome. I know. Yeah. Thank you for your time. I said this in the beginning, but I'll say it again. This is a first for us to actually talk about brand strategies for a school. Everything's a first on this podcast. It's true, but I love the diversity of the different conversations, but also the common challenges people face. I thought something interesting that came out of this conversation, Carrie highlighting the different roles and responsibilities, but marketing being an inevitable part of that. I think nowadays, with the growth of social media and online marketing and just general awareness of how to use these tools... Whether or not we're in marketing, we still kind of, it's tacked on to our responsibilities in terms of what we're expected to do or know. Did your family ever host international students growing up? They did not. Do you think it's because they didn't know about the opportunity? Actually, I take it back. We didn't formally host students, but I went to a private school and I had international students at my house every weekend. And I went home with some of these people back to their countries on on trips. And so in a way, we did always on holidays, Canadian Thanksgiving, and even sometimes at Christmas. So yeah, no, we did. We did have that. And it was cool. Yeah, it's so funny because after speaking with Carrie, the perks of like hosting an international student became crystal clear to me. And my parents never... Well, since when since we moved out of the house now, they host like athletes and stuff for tournaments, but they we never hosted international students. And it's funny because I feel like if they'd known those benefits, then 
that probably would have been something they would have been interested in. Classic case of being very close to something, but then, you know, the purpose we often serve in our business is to be that mirror saying, hey, here's what you are and here's how to put it into just a few words. We'd love to know what you thought of this episode and conversation, a different one, but we really appreciated Carrie being so candid and, and collaborative. Let's continue the conversation. Hashtag brand therapy. I am at Phil Palin on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Lauren Moore and I'm everywhere. Jump on it and let us know what you think. While you're at it, subscribe in iTunes. You can visit our website, philpallon.expert slash therapy for our past episodes, conversations with all different kinds of challenges and careers. And if you really like the episode, be sure to leave a five-star review. We appreciate it. But in the meantime, we're going to let you go. We'll see you back next week for another episode of Brand Therapy. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Next time on Brand Therapy. Yeah, and I actually recently I just did see a little bump in my in my sales. So I was like, I wonder what I did. Was it Instagram or was it any other avenue I had? But it's kind of hard to tell sometimes what you did and you try to backtrack and say, I need to continue with this. 